Yeah, so um, for the competition, we were told to use a, um, a software that we're unfamiliar with. We were supposed to make a beat of around 28 measures so we could get acquainted with music production software. It was either Logic or Ableton. And if we had experience in Logic, then we were supposed to work in Ableton. If we had experience in Ableton, then we were supposed to work in Logic. Here at Sound and Image Media Studios, we recently held a beat making contest. The work of these three students rose to the top, and in our podcast this week, we're presenting interviews with each of them about their creative process, illustrated by examples from the music they made. First up is Evelyn Berliant from the class of 2021. So I started out with a chord progression that I just found by playing around with the keyboard in the recording studio. And um, after that, I found a bass line that went with it, and then kind of everything came together from that. My beat was really simple when it comes to um, structure because I basically stuck with the same chord progression the entire way through. I was trying to make it kind of like a little bit jazzy coffee shop vibes kind of thing. I double the electric keyboard type instrument with a pad, which just gives it a little more space. And then I also add another instrument, which is more of like a strumming sound that's also, that comes in after each downbeat of the measure. Afterwards, somebody mentions that it kind of sounded like like chill video game music, like what you would what you would uh, find in um, the game Animal Crossing, which I have played a little bit of, so I wouldn't be surprised if I did take some elements from there. like a verse section and a chorus section that each had different chord progressions. Um, instead, what I did to try to keep it interesting was I added layers and I took away layers. Um, so I had some parts where I would have like a featured instrument, a featured instrument. So in some parts, the featured instrument was the bass and another part it was like an electric guitar. Another part, it was the keyboard. So stuff like that.
have Vicente Cayuela from the class of 2022. I had written a piano piece. I used a mini keyboard to play the piano piece, but then I applied a lot of reverb and a lot of beat crush effects, so it sounds a lot different. So it didn't sound like a piano composition, but it ended up being a very grotesque, techno-ish vibes. Are there any musical moments that you're particularly proud of? When the song ends, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm proud of the first part because I was playing with a lot of uh, sound effects and I really like how it sounds. It sounds almost like a machine working. Um, and uh, what are you working on or what would you like to work on next in the musical realm? Um, I would like to use more experimental sounds because I took a, an electric composition class here at Brandeis and we use different like sounds of keychains falling, uh, glass breaking, and really using that as sound uh, to make a musical composition instead of just like using chords and stuff, more like digital stuff. And who taught that class? It was Davide Gianni. He's a really good teacher. He's really chill. Take his class. Bethel Adekobi from the class of 2020. My songs is um, essentially built around a sample, um, well, a couple samples from the song um, uh, Record Player by um, Daisy the Great. I've got a record player that was made in uh, Which is a band based out of New York. So then, like, I use that sample um, at the very beginning. It's like a primary, primarily like vocal part at the very beginning. And it's just like very like full. So then I use that. And then I built, um, built around that um, with some keys, um, with some drums. Um, just kind of, you know, just making like a fun, um, like a fun environment around it, just a fun style. Um, and then I pulled another sample of the chorus from later in the song, um, where I used, like, it's, essentially it was that same part from the beginning, um, just with like more of their own instruments. And I added to that. Um, and that's kind of how like the song is built around that. Um, are there any, uh, musical moments that you are particularly proud of? Yes. Um, so because I, I just really, I don't know, I've just really just been enjoying the song so much that like it's gotten, like when I was working on it, I'd reached a point where I'd feel, I felt like I'd finished, but I was like, there's just, I don't know, there's something that I want to do. And I feel like, um, like I really wanted like a really dramatic musical moment. Um, of like vocals, but they didn't really have anything like that in the original song. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, maybe I can add some myself. And that was like a very interesting thing because um, I don't really consider myself a singer. Um, but I, you know, I recorded some vocals and I added a lot of effects and stuff to it. Um, and like, I feel like that really played really nicely. Yeah, let's hear a little bit of it. 
solo the audio a little bit. Yeah, and I feel like it just does, uh, it just does something really nice for the song um, and just kind of like adds that like building up, you know, building up to like the end, building up to, you know, a climax and then just like helps the song end a little bit better. Maybe could we hear a little bit of the naked audio without the effects that you added and then you can talk to us about which effects you added? Yeah, you're sure. I could do that. Um, You're going to have to bear with me just a bit um, because I'm really just like kind of screaming at the mic. because that's that's the way I think singers sing. I don't actually know. I got a record player. Yeah. So then I throw the I compression on it player. to get that. Oh, get the I dynamics up. Um, then we got the second compressor. Oh, and then we have the vinyl oh, distort. I and then we have the reverb. And then more reverb. Oh, kind of put it in the space. We got some delay on it. And then uh, just a little bit of vocoder just to give it more space within like the, the mix of the song. A very neutral place in the, in the track. Um, so it's not like, you know, taking up too much space itself, but then it is still um, you know, present in everything. Cool. Um, and uh, to end, uh, why don't you tell us about um, anything that you're working on now or something that you want to work on next? So, like, making this has been, like, really fun. So um, I'm actually working on a little bit of, like, a, I want to call it an EP, but essentially I'm just taking this one song and I'm remixing it on as many uh, different DAWs as I can get my hands on. Um, so while I've made one for Ableton and I've made one for Logic, um, the next one, which is a challenge, which I'm kind of looking forward to, is that I want to make um, make a, a remix of this on Adobe Audition. Um, and then I think once I have like as, ma- as many as I can make, you know, as many I can, you know, get my hands on, um, then I'll like post that on SoundCloud and I think I'll send it to um, the band to, you know, hear their thoughts on it. And what is the song that you're remixing? Um, the song is called uh, a record. It's called the Record Player Song by uh, the band Daisy the Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This podcast was produced and narrated by Allegra Copeland. The interviews were performed by Mark DeLillo, who is also the head of the Sims program that made this podcast possible. Thanks to everyone who helped get this out, and thank you, listeners, for being an excellent audience.